Radio is sponsored in part by Wobbly Porker. Buying three-legged pigs doesn't have to be difficult. Plus, for every three-legged pig you purchase, we'll send one to someone in need of a three-legged pig. Wobblyporker.com Previously on Dale Radio. Right. The 90s were all aqua. <laughs> so really the aughts. And Chumbawamba for me. Oh, Chumbawamba. And I'm not knocking it. I wait for their next album. You I know what? It's going to be fantastic. I, I too wait and wonder. <laughs> you know? You, we join America in praying <laughs> for their success. So you, you pick up the banjo in the aughts. Well, by then it was all, all the rage. All the young teenagers were playing the banjo, weren't they? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, folks, happiest of New Year's to you, and welcome to the first live show of 2015, recorded, as you'll hear, from the New York City Podfest. And uh, I just wanted to offer a little introduction to this episode, because uh, you'll hear there's a moment in there where a genuine uh, panic <laughs> comes into my voice as I am given a signal that we only have a few minutes left in what I thought was going to be uh, basically a much longer episode. Look, these things happen. I've done this uh, festival before, and let me say how valuable I think it is uh, to have a festival devoted to podcasting in New York City. There's a lot going on here. And I don't feel this medium gets the kind of attention it deserves. Truthfully, even with the serial hype and all that, you know, that program that was out there ushering in the golden age of podcasting, um, for a place that has such a high concentration of talented individuals working away, at this strange little thing that keeps you company as you clean your floors or do the dishes or fall asleep on Metro North. Uh, so I'm happy that it exists. I'm happy this festival is here, and I'm, I, I'm happy to be part of it. And uh, I have learned in the long tenure of doing shows to expect anything when you show up. you got to roll with it. <laughs> And I feel pretty confident in my ability to do just that. I've shown up at places, honestly, where they forgot I was performing. I've done shows in the dark. I've done shows for sleeping veterans of foreign wars. No sound system, no heat, no audience, no guests. I'm telling you, <laughs> I can deal with adversity. If you've listened to this program, you, you know uh, it's part and parcel of performing. But as I mentioned in a previous episode, I try not to let the producer side of my brain get the better of me and just relax and have a good show. And I tell you, sitting here, as I am now, with a whole year ahead of us uh, together, I can say that I had a great time doing this show. I had as much joy as I ever have had uh, uh, performing. And, uh, well, of course, a lot of it occurred off stage. <laughs> I got to visit with four talented people who I admire greatly. They're all doing such wonderful things. And uh, we all kind of connected the way performers do. You understand. So... We get there, Steve-O and I, and uh, I knew we'd not start on time. That was a given. We'd had an email correspondence, uh, the producers and myself, uh, uh, beforehand about that very point. But I had a bit I wanted to do that involved me getting up on the table. Uh, they had they had set up there. There's oh, I knew there was going to be a table. That, that much was a, a guarantee. Uh, and podcasts are a place for physical comedy. So I asked the guy they had doing tech, and for the record, I love tech guys. I just do. The word irascible was basically invented to cover them. <laughs> Girls too, but lady techies are a whole other can of feelings stuffed into black T-shirts and non-matching black jeans. And that is uh, best addressed for another time. Uh, but I feel for tech dudes, 
you know? Their, their band is never going to make it. They have this side gig, this day job, turning knobs for folks. And granted, this show was at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, which is probably as early as this person has been up since that one ill-advised music video shoot for his alt-rockabilly noise band they did one morning on his friend's rooftop. But this guy... I, I asked him how stable the table is, and he says, oh, not very, and I can see that. <laughs> but then to overprove his point, he gives this poor folding table just a violent shake, and in a classic bass guitar player move, fails to see what else is going on, and he misses the extra-large coffee with the open lid sitting on the edge of the table. So the coffee flies everywhere over mic stands, all over the tablecloth it just took 15 minutes to arrange, and he's got like a handkerchief that he's using to dry the floor. And he turns and he says, that's all right. Is it? Is it all right? <laughs> we don't all have the same standards of cleanliness, folks. Just ask my niece. But I ran and got towels and told the other producer types, you know, they, they got to figure this out. And maybe is there another tablecloth we could use? And I come back down. There is more of a team effort happening, thank goodness. But he's folded the cloth back up over itself, and it's just kind of indicating that things are fine. But, uh, you know, to my eyes, <laughs> what's going on is uh, this soaked uh, tablecloth impregnated with this latte or whatever was in there is, is going to drip a steady stream of stale coffee onto whomever's trousers happen to be directly under the cloth, which is all of my guess. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so let's find another way to do the absolute minimum and get a new cloth. You can imagine what the fella's place is like, can't you? Anyway, it takes a village of absolute weirdos to run a podcast festival, and I'm just, uh, as I said, so happy to be among peers and treated as equals, especially when being treated as an equal means that you're told before you go on, don't worry, you can go long, then you're given a signal about 20 minutes in that you need to wrap it up. <laughs> It just feels right. <laughs> it does. So, uh, but listen, that's, you know, you roll with it. You do it. It's a burgeoning medium and uh, a festival that's uh, still getting its legs. And uh, there's 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 not quite as much Aquila, Joel, and Max in this episode as I had intended. Uh, but what there is is gold from all of them. And, uh, uh, of course, you get a lot of Joe Firestone, who was fantastic. And, uh, listen, I love them all for, for taking some time out on their week and spending so much of their Saturday with me in a basement. Truly, uh, just a remarkable thing about this and other festivals. By the way, watch out, San Francisco. It's the, it's the proximity to talent and the bringing together of some truly exceptional individuals. So much goodwill uh, comes out of this. And in its own twisted, difficult way, participating in this festival was clarifying for me going forward. You know I've expressed my doubts about some things. And um, sometimes you need to just take a little bit of time off and then participate in a thing and put it up there and see, see what happens. Um, and it, it gets you some better ideas. I spent a lot of time walking this uh, this holiday break to out on the path there, a bicycle path out by a cemetery. And that's always very good for the soul and for the mind to realize it could all end. So uh, do you want to go out like this or how do, what do you want to do? Take the reins, Dale, is what I... <laughs> 
is what I'm saying. Anyhow, anyhow, this I want to get to this show because it's great. And I thank uh, Jeremy for having me. He's the founder of the festival. And to Fontana's for doing their absolute best. And to the few folks who came out, listen, I appreciate it. I do. I really do. So enjoy this episode. Uh, I, I certainly did I, at the end of the day. What a, what a glorious group of people doing great things. Um, uh, next up for us, just quickly, we're going to be heading out to San Francisco Sketchfest for a big show, a double header with Killing My Lobster at the Eureka Theater. It's what we did last year, and uh, we're happy to be doing it again. Truly, it's, it's exciting. I'll go out there for the week and see some folks and um, uh, spend some time at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a badge, no doubt. Uh, just, just having that's just great. That's my favorite part about festivals: the badges, and there's a hotel lot, uh, lounge, and they have some kind of snacks. And you just, it's just, oh, who's that? Sarah Silverman. How, hello, <laughs> how are you? Haven't talked to you ever. So, uh, it's really uh, a great time coming up. So, uh, Tuesday, January 27th at 8 p.m. at the Eureka Theater in San Francisco, down there by the Embarcadero. My guests are going to be Big Chef Tom Pazika, Susie Q of the SF Weekly, Kelly Anakin, great comedian, and uh, wild card Cliff Hanks. Uh, tickets are going fast, uh, so get them while you can. It's about 20 bucks. Uh, not about 20 bucks. It's $20. Uh, and you can uh, get that. All the info for the tickets is on DaleRadio.com. Plus, I gather, early word is that there's going to be a surprise guest there. Somebody from my past is going to be making an appearance, and we have not been seen together in a number of years. So uh, if you want to see history, come on out to the Sketchfest show. Uh and then uh, after that, we'll be back. A slight change. We'll be back the last Tuesday of every month at the pit. And uh, already, we've been booking these shows out, and they're they're just great. They're just great. So uh, to look for information on that. Let's tune in to Dale Radio Live from the New York City Podfest, recorded on January 10th for a few minutes between 1.30 and 2.30. Mites and the sunbeam, can't you? <laughs> well, it's my life told as a single story week after week after week, and I'm so happy to be here to kick off day two of the New York City Podfest. How about that? Day two. Day two. We've made it all the way to day two. It's such a fun atmosphere over back at the hotel, everybody with their badges, <laughs> and networking, and 
some of the parties get pretty outrageous, like, if you can imagine. But uh, this is a thrill. It's our second time here, and you can see we have all the uh, things that we're celebrating as part of podcasting, tables and microphones, <laughs> awkwardly hung pictures in the back there, and beautiful-looking audience. <laughs> So, and a stool. You know, I don't do a lot of work with stools. Uh, <laughs> but this is like, Jeremy, this is a stable stool, isn't it? I tell you, I'd like to, I have been on some, some public, some private, but you have to be careful when you're doing stool work. You know, you've got to be sure to look, you want to look good, you know, you want to look kind of sexy. <laughs> Up here, that's my old deal. It's sexy podcast. That's why they call me the Burt Reynolds of podcasting. <laughs> Sorry, Todd Berry. It's true. It's true. That's who I am. Boy, you get on a stool, you can really think about things, can't you? You stretch out. This is what I would be doing normally on a Saturday afternoon about this time. Isn't it? Just thinking about things. Thinking about life. I'd probably be texting with a lady friend from craftsingles.com. That's a, a website for single older people who enjoy working with their hands and individually wrapped dairy products. That's a marvelous thing, isn't it? To individually wrap a slice of cheese. I mean, how many times have you walked away from the block there like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. How do you separate the thing? I've had to call off many a party at my house just because I didn't know what to do with it. You know, just... Sometimes you're in a dairy emergency and you want to have something quick. You can't do anything with a block of cheddar, no matter how nice it is. I wish more things were individually wrapped. Grapes. <laughs> or nuts. Grape nuts could be individually. And noodles, maybe pasta. Hey, Dale, are you making spaghetti? No, just these 15. Do you want some? I can put in five for you. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, you get to thinking when you're on a stool, thinking about life and where things are going for you. And I'm thinking about my bae. I know she must be out there somewhere, probably tuning into a podcast somewhere, binge-watching on Murder, She Wrote, unwrapping a grape as we speak. <laughs> Well, podcasting is a wonderful way of meeting people. <laughs> it sure is. So let's meet some people uh, uh, right here. Well, why not? Let's let's start with this handsome fellow over here. Steve O'Reilly hey, is here, there? ladies and gentlemen. He's our musical director. Uh, Good-looking fellow with Nordic features and oh, the yeah. alcoholic tolerance of a true Irishman. Yes. He's uh, one of my best friends, my closest confidants, and always there for me. Thanks. And uh, we haven't seen each other since the holidays. We haven't. No, I miss And you. I know that, uh, of course, you have two uh, adorable children. That yeah. must have been a very magical period for you, just unwrapping the presents and celebrating yeah. the season with all the lights and all the spectacle that goes along with it. Was sure, it? absolutely. That's great. Well, we don't have time to get into it right <laughs> now. But I look forward to a future conversation with you about all of that. Sure. Right now, though, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, oh, oh let, let's have this, 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 I need to have a little bit of sitting down music, if you don't yeah, mind. Sure, sure. Uh, something uh, low and slow, like Chris Christie uh, selecting a hugging sweater <laughs> out of his drawer. <laughs> Thank you, Steve O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen. 
individuals and their passions and how they turn that into comedic gold and uh, I'm just so thrilled that everybody is, is here and was willing to come out today because uh, it really gets our audience numbers up. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's first welcome a very talented uh, comedian and a prolific producer. Uh, she's got all these shows going on all around the city and we're going to talk about some of them including Thunderdome and some of these others that are great and she, you can hear uh, Mondays from 7 to 8 on WFMU in the Dr. Game Show program. Please welcome Joe Firestone. <laughs> some low points out here. <laughs> sure. Health and Wellness 2015. <laughs> I like that. But you had a big show, didn't you, this, this week, the, the Thunderdome program? Yeah, yeah the Thunderdome Explain Dome what program. that is. So the Thunderdome uh, is a pun competition I co-host with my own dad, and uh, he flies in from St. Louis, and yeah. then we get 18 people to sign up at the door to compete with pun making, and then they so one of them wins a big mystery prize. Oh wow! What, was it, are you allowed to say what they won? Uh, yeah, sure. Now, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one I assume of they're them. enjoying it, <laughs> and I hope it's not a potato. It wasn't. It, what, one time we gave away um, potatoes, but it was forty pounds of potatoes, that's so it's really good. worth it. No, but this time we gave away a tent. Yeah. Uh, and then to the you need one in New York. <laughs> and then to the runner-up, we gave a we gave a custom um, guitar that was designed for the movie Frozen. Wow! <laughs> I don't recall a guitar being played. In no. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they're trying to merchandise that movie a lot. You yeah, know? it's on everything. It's on everything. Yeah. But they it was kind of it kind of was the same shape of that one. Like a child's guitar. Like a child's yeah. guitar. But like this one. It's just like that one, but it was a little bit more. There was um, what were their names? There's a lady Elsa, 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 Elsa and Anna. Olga. Lola. Okay, 
Olaf is the snowman. Oh, Anna yeah. is the princess who uh, dreams of going outside. And Queen Elsa is the one, of course, who has the, the, the icy blast And power. she's the one on the guitar. <laughs> she, she is on the guitar. No one else made it on the guitar. Just her? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know how, we know how it works over there in that family, don't we? <laughs> Older sister. She yep, yep. Me. Are you an only child? No. Good for you. Are you, <laughs> are you an only child? I am. Really? I am. I'm indeed. surprised. No, I have a brother, but I don't like to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's your brother? Often, what's often, wrong with him? Let's not get into okay. that. Let's keep the focus on you. Sure. Because these people are into happiness and health oh, okay. and, and, well, and well, well, wellness. Wellness. And that's what we're going to talk about. And, uh, of course, you, you, you mentioned you grew up out there in the, in the Midwest. Yeah. In, in St. Louis. Yes. So you're no stranger to this kind of cold time. I mean, Speaking I've, of frozen, right? <laughs> I mean, I've seen coldness, I guess. Yes, you have. And then what happens is it gets real hot, uh, uh, and probably this happened in Arendelle as well, it gets very hard to dig in the ground at this time of year. You know, I haven't, I haven't tested that out. Yeah, well, believe me, they couldn't. All the guys harvesting ice had a difficult time. So, uh, same in St. Louis. It's hard to be an ice salesperson in St. Louis. Don't get me started. Oh. But the, 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 the fact that but people were able to dig up that time capsule recently up in Boston. Did you see that? It was a time capsule buried by uh, yes. Paul Revere. Steve-O was tuned into it. Steve. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> did you see that kind of thing? Have you ever been involved in a time capsule? Uh, yeah. Yes, you have. What was going on there? Uh, when I was in sixth grade, we did math tests, and then we had to put them in a time capsule, bury them in the yard. Yeah. And then in eighth grade, we had to dig them up and see how dumb we were. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, you, did you feel like, oh, well, I've grown here? This is what happened? Yeah, I think I did feel like I, I didn't know if it was going to work, but I did feel like I grew. Yeah. I'd say I love the time capsule concept. <laughs> you ever done it? I tell you, I like to do one every uh, Thursday. Uh, I'll take a bottle of whiskey, and I'll just take whatever's around the house. The same thing people have, like nail clippings, some old buttons, uh, some of the love letters I used to uh, write to uh, my wife, and now ex-wife, so yeah. I never mailed them because she's remarried. But the point, I stuff them in there, and then I'll, I'll have a good cry session. I'll just take some of the Kleenex and put that in there. And then there's a vacant lot behind the dry cleaner, and I just toss it over the fence. So can you imagine what future archaeologists about <laughs> what was going on on Earth at this time? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes when I first moved to New York, I was very emotional, and I used to write poetry, yeah. and it was so embarrassing. Even when I was doing it, I knew it was so embarrassing. You know, like I knew it was like, I don't want anyone to see this, even while I was writing the words. That's and how it, all poets feel. Yeah, it's, yeah, what a horrible profession. <laughs> and, and then I recently read it again, and it was I, I shuddered yeah. to think that that could come out of me. It was horrible. Talking about bones, but it wasn't about bones. <laughs> <laughs> the TV program bones? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Boy, if you're, hung, if you're searching through the dial for something to watch, bones is always on. Hey, do you like Emily Deschanel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, allow, I'll allow the audience to speak for me. And my, my deep love of, of, of really all the Deschanel. Who do you like better? Which one do you like better? So you're Emily. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, Emily has the range, Zoe <laughs> has the fashion sense. I mean, does she, though? Oh. You, know I mean? you said it, not me! 
I'm not going on record with that kind of thing. That's a hornet's nest, believe me. Uh, so how is your father? Well, oh, uh, good. Yeah, right. Um, he's good. He's yeah. good. He's a, quite a character, as I, I Yeah, think he's I a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Professionally? No. No. <laughs> Just around the house. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, for a while, we when we were growing up, he would, we had very strict dinner table rules, so like we'd have to like every dinner we'd have like this procedure where we'd have to put the napkin in our lap and like align the silverware, and like it was very very like strict. And then once we got it all like set, we started eating dinner. He would start doing these Ronnie Dangerfield impressions. It was like the weirdest combination of like extreme rules and then we just had to sit there while he did these horrible <laughs> jokes like he's did this one he does this one like all the Rodney Dangerfield jokes are about his wife mostly yeah and how ugly his wife is or how his wife is cheating on him yeah and like we just sit there like my mom's still in the family and we just sit there while he tell these horrible jokes meat steaming that's how dinner was. You know, that's, that's for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of having a very uh, regimented approach to the audience. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. I'm sure they're there, they're prepared, there's nothing going to be distracted. <laughs> Let's go, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's go time. I've got about, uh, how long would it be? 20 minutes? An about hour? 20 minutes. Yeah, about yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, that's a good That's A, good a lot thing. of stuff about the butcher. <laughs> Butcher's always but now, did you get your love of game shows from him? I guess so. He has a lot of game show stuff. He's a, he likes he has a lot of stuff. Like he bought a lot of oversized bells and buzzers, and That's he has fun. a game show in the garage that he made up, and it's called Least Trusted People. <laughs> <laughs> guess who loses? <laughs> horrible. So he does a lot of that. He's got a lot of stuff. He's yeah. kind of an amateur a lot of things. He's an amateur magician. He's an amateur Sunday school teacher. He's an amateur... Um, what else has he done? He's done a lot. Yeah, so. those are both good things to not be professional. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Sunday school teacher. You don't want too much of a pro no. with children <laughs> talking about the Bible. Certainly not. No, just kind of wing it. Yeah. Hobbyists are fine. Yeah, it was written hobbyist. by hobbyists. But, you know, <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's good. That's strong. That's good. Thank you. We'll put a pin in that. Uh, so, but now you though, you have taken on that love of game shows. To me, game shows always recall uh, uh, sick days or well, well days, as my mother would call them. And we'd go out there to Burger King and get a croissant wish, which I think is the proper pronunciation of that. With sausage and egg, and you put it on a, a croissant, a beautifully baked croissant. And then we'd go back home, and I'd watch whatever it was, The Price is Right, or uh, Press Your Luck. Uh, later on in the afternoon, we named that tune. Uh -huh. uh, Love Connection. Yeah. One less of a game show, more of a social experiment. <laughs> but uh, is it, did you also watch a lot of the things, too? Um, I watched a lot of Price is Right and Jeopardy, yeah. but I don't, I don't really... Uh, I watch a lot of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but I don't love a lot of the TV game shows. Yeah. I don't want to offend you, but I don't love no, them. No, you're not offending me. Do you ever go on any of them? No, I've never been on any. But my friend was, is just is going to be on Jeopardy in March. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. a friend. Yeah, give it up for my friend. I don't know. I think you might already know, but he hasn't told anybody because oh. it's airing in March. He's just sitting on his winnings. Yeah. How does TV work? I don't know. I don't know. Believe me. <laughs> 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 if I knew that, Joe. 
Anyhow, but uh, I was on that. Went on the Price Is Right. Did you really? Yeah, and I will only tell you about that horrible experience. Here's the three <laughs> things that stand out in my mind: uh, cold metal bench at 5 a.m., um, Rod Roddy's colorful silk shirt, and uh, a piece of broken rattan furniture. What? Yeah. What's this list of? Just terrible things that happened to me during during the, during my uh, appearance. I didn't make it to the to the show, but just in the audience, <laughs> and, uh, the whole process is so humiliating and horrible. I that, uh, I actually love being in the audience for TV shows. Yeah, not this. Not this. I, one. I, you, ever to, done, you haven't it, done this one. No, I did the Steve Wilco show though. <gasps> it was thank you. It was the best. They gave you tons of free pizza. No, no, no. And then they they just get you so excited. Yeah. Steve Wilkos' wife is the producer. Yeah. So they're just making eyes the whole time. <laughs> and he is great. He answers any question anyone has unless he doesn't like it. And then he says, not answering. <laughs> I like that. Well, I know there was a guy there that uh, uh, had a T-shirt on, and he made it all the way through. He won a car. And he had a shirt on that said, we named our dog Bob because he's a barker. Oh, and he thought, oh, that's on. great. Finds out, I asked him afterwards, he doesn't have a dog. Oh. Doesn't have a dog. People are just lying to get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> he had to bring that t shirt up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's cheaper if you make more, you know? Yeah. So he probably had to make at least. 50. Yeah, 50. You gotta get a bulk discount. <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel bad for him. That's well, the other members of his family can go and get on that show then, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well. God bless him. That's a cute t-shirt, I guess, but not, not if you're lying. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. So many t-shirts are great if they're honest. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that I just admire about what you're doing, you take all these shows and all these uh, uh, ideas that came from your personal experience and maybe your personal affinity for some of these things, and you're able to translate them into an experience that uh, everyone can participate in. With and a lot of you in your comedy comes from it's a very direct kind of a thing, isn't it? To identify something that's happening for you, and maybe you know, let's say I like stamps or whatever it was. Uh-huh. I wouldn't necessarily say let's have a stamp party. Well, I would just be sad by myself. And your instincts might be correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always, in my experience, it's not always the best approach. But yeah. I'm trying to feel out what works and what doesn't. So, like for example, I was really into these things, like these fruit sticks. Yeah. Um, that's like where you take a big stick and put a bunch of fruit on it. Um, like a wooden stick? Yeah, like a wooden stick and then fruit and marshmallows. You get like a stick of, I mean, I don't know what it's called. Do you know? Like a shish kebab. Like fruit? a fruit shish kebab. Oh, that, oh. And I thought those were really cute. And then I thought, why, why don't I have a show where we, the whole point is to give out fruit shish kebab. Sure, yeah. Sounds like a bad idea. And then it was. It was a really bad idea. And, <laughs> Nobody wanted to stay for the comedy. They just wanted the fruit shish kebabs. Yeah. And then it was a mess to clean up. It was a pure mess. <laughs> but you're willing to put it out there and take that risk. I guess. I think I've lost thousands of dollars on these idiot experiments. I, I, yeah. A lot of food. Food is the big mistake. Yeah. Don't involve We're going to talk about that later a little bit, too, so I'm glad you brought that up. But well, now people can listen to you on the, on the radio show, Dr. Yeah, Game Show. Yeah, they can call in and they win magnets. If they win the games, they oh, win that's magnets. That's custom magnets. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like they that. work. And that's every Monday from 7 to 8. Yeah. And where else can people find out about what you're doing? Um, I don't know. You know, uh... Website, maybe? Website, yeah, talk to, yeah, talk to the website. Uh, it's 
is joefirestone.com. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It sure is. Yeah. Well, can you stick around? I will. Can okay. I have one of these candies? Absolutely. Okay. Have a Werther's. And uh, while you, you do that, let's give a round of applause to Joe Fire. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. Okay. Well, let's keep it going. Let's keep the energy building. Uh, we're going to bring up... My next guest is also a talented uh, comedian. He's uh, from uh, uh, Chicago originally and involved in some theater productions and all that kind of jazz. So let's bring Joel Kim Booster to the stage. Now, Joel, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you are the only person I've ever asked to be on this show who has told me, oh, I've listened to the program. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's terrific. And I will go home and I will use I have one of those old-timey scoreboards that I use to keep track of my audience numbers, and I will flip it over to three. <laughs> Knowing that I have a new listener. Uh, so, Joe, how's it going? You seem cold. I am a little cold. I have a cold, and I oh. am cold. Um, but it's it's actually kind of warm on the stage. Mm -hmm. You guys are missing out. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll all hug later. We'll all hug later. We'll be bringing together for the uh, group hug at the end of the show. We always do that. Oh. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> so, uh, now, you uh, you uh, can they come over here to New York City from Chicago. I did. Three bucks, two bags, one bean. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Good. And uh, you were, I gather you're adopted, though, is that Yes, you? I am. And from, from a family in Chicago. I, exactly, yes. And so very much like Orphan Annie. Exactly, yeah, exactly like that, really. They ought, they ought uh, to do. Is they, that next to Asian Annie? I think so. I think, yeah. just to be fair. Yeah. Uh, They're just moving through, right? One of every flavor. <laughs> yeah. It's like the United Colors exactly, of Annie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a run of that. Just have red dresses. I think so. Dresses. I think that's a million dollars. Hey, how about a male Annie? No. No? <laughs> no, I think the implications are a little different there. Um, Manny. 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 Oh. Uh, oh. I think there's a drag queen whose ears are somewhere in the village. <laughs> oh, Manny. Well, uh, that's it. But it was a good experience for you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was like... Three months old, so it was a little different than Annie, and they weren't rich. Um, but yeah, no, it Didn't turned out a okay. mansion there. No, no, just a small ranch house in Chicago suburbs. But Beautiful. yeah, it was fine. It was good. They're white, you know. So. So yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now I also understand that uh, uh, Scott Bakula was important to you. Scott Bakula was a huge influence on me as a child. Yes. <laughs> Quantum even. Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah. Two thing. I think two things happened while I was watching Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, one, I I had stitches in my forehead because I was. Uh, excited and hit my head on a coffee table and uh, 
<laughs> so he in a sense he made me so excited. Uh, and then the other thing is that I think it was when I realized I was gay. Was watching uh, Quantum Leap as a child. <laughs> One excited fan. Because uh, yeah. no, there's, there's a scene where he's in uh, yeah. Fire or well, smoke. and it's funny because uh, yeah, in the in the intro credits, he's like in in the in the blue smoke. And at four, I thought that was what a naked body looked like. And then I went back to watch it as an adult, and he's just wearing a full body suit. So. Yeah. I was an idiot. Um, but did that leave a mark on you? You can only have a sexual arousal with... Yeah, if I uh, see genitals at all, it's just yeah, done. Shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm out of there. And you need smoke. I need blue smoke and, and full body suits. It's all, it's all different eras of time, usually. It's yeah. a real trial. An older fella has to pop in. <laughs> Not necessarily. Sometimes. Only, I'm sorry, getting into my own family. <laughs> I need somebody to come by. Uh, we can pretend no one sees me. What am I talking about? I don't know. Uh, Scott Bakula, of course, then he went on to uh, star in uh, the greatest of the Star Trek uh, series, Enterprise. <sighs> did you ever watch any of that? Oh, I did. I love that theme song, though, don't you? What is it? Well, how does it go? Do you know how it I goes? don't know how it goes. Oh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Faith of the Heart. Uh, sung by the great Russell Watson, I want to say. Uh, <laughs> perhaps he, he might be Australian or something. But it's, uh, how does it go? It's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is finally here. It's kind of a gay anthem. You have a beautiful voice. Thank you very Powerful much. Artist. Whenever I sing that song, and it's requested many times, <laughs> I can feel the crowd come alive again. <laughs> what do you think about space travel? Uh, I don't think we should do it. No, you're with no. Hawking. Stephen yeah. Hawking doesn't think we should send I've out seen, messages. I've seen gravity. I don't... <laughs> Don't well, put we Sandy Bullock in space. Don't do no, it. No, we don't need her up there. No. But Keep also, here. we should collect all the space junk, shouldn't we? Uh, is there... What would we do with it? I'd, I'd send it further. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What's going on on Venus? Let's just, uh, you know, send a trash bag out there. Collect it and then bump it, nudge it. I don't know. You may have to spin around Jupiter. I don't know where things are. What's going on in the space, man? I know, man. <laughs> Hey, let's just talk about space. <laughs> let's get real with Joe <laughs> But so now, what kind of theater were you doing? Um, you know, just like artsy fartsy. You know, talk talk fart fart. You know, just like things on stage um, with people and moving and scripts. Like a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, but experimental theater is what I'm picking up. I mean, no. In Chicago, in Chicago, there's like a thriving theater scene there. It's all really great stuff. It's like, or like August Osage County, Steppenwolf, like all these sure, great plays yeah. started there. So it's, yeah, a lot of just like normal stuff, like people sitting on stage talking about their dads. You know, um, <laughs> that was a big thing. <laughs> so just like this podcast. Yeah, I've been there. Familiar, yeah. And uh, any fruit uh, kebabs? No, no fruit kebabs no. uh, there. We weren't as experimental as... More it's sausage. overrated, okay? It's <laughs> More sausage. Yeah. yeah. Mostly sausage. <laughs> sausage. Because of Chicago. Oh, I thought that was a gay knock. No, um, no, 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 no. There's no gay knocks. No. <laughs> okay. We're all fluid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sitting so close to you. <laughs> Now, uh, when did you move to New York? Uh, just about a year and some change. And it's going well? Yeah, I think so. In yeah. a spacious apartment? Uh, no. no. 
No, it's 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 fine. I moved. I when I first moved here, I moved. I took the first thing that I could find, which was a loft in Bushwick. Uh, with six other people. Um, Sounds great. That was a living nightmare. Uh, two bathrooms, thank you. Oh, two good. bathrooms, yeah, it was a duplex. But it was in uh, the, the McKibben Lofts. I don't know if people know what that is, but it was just like an adult dorm, really. Yeah. Like every weekend I would come home and there'd be like a white girl crying in the stairwell on the phone. You know? I'm not even that drunk. Shut up, you know? That's just every weekend. Um, so. What is he saying? What does he say? So sorry, 12 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, it's that's tough to deal with 12 minutes. Yeah, no, that is. We have some other guests. So I guess I get people it. are coming up here. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about the fruit kebabs for and, so, quite so long. And space. And space. <laughs> we had fun talking about I think so. People. Yeah, no, he's a good. Okay, well, that, well uh, where can people find you? You're going to do some shows around town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, a bunch of shows come up. Um, right. You said you were also in a paper magazine, something or another. Oh, yeah, that magazine that tried to, to destroy the internet with a woman's butt. Um, yeah. Kate Kardashian's butt. They said I was one uh, a comedian you need to know. Yeah! You need to know. Yeah, so, so good! Thank you. I'm glad other... It's so hard to... It's so hard to be excited for these things because you don't want to be too excited. I, I think do, people then will be like, "That's stupid." Um, so I don't know. I just I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. I think it's wonderful. I don't know how I wish you all the success yeah. in the world, and you keep going. And uh, we'll find out about a lot of other stuff. Let's come back and we'll talk some more. Some okay, other no time. worries. No all worries. right, Joel Kim Booster, everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bring up my next guest, because now we're in the, now we're in the hurry up zone. Uh, let, she's, uh, you probably know her uh, from uh, YouTube, maybe from uh, performing around town. Akila Hughes is here. Akila, come on Okay, here we go. Akila, how are you? How's it going? You can grab the microphone there. Hey. It's great to see you. It's good to see you too. How's the new Hi. year for you? It's great. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, you know, I was spent a lot of last night on the on the YouTube's going through your uh, smoothie freak a web web yeah. video. <laughs> Tough break with the name. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're now you're sticking with it. I mean, you, you can't. Do you enjoy smoothies that much? No. No. I mean, neither. But uh, <laughs> at least you put a little booze in them, yeah. and then it's okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, one of the things that you are, of course, very well known for is these uh, the comedic skits and the, the sorry sketches. <laughs> Skits. <laughs> That's a time. Hey. Uh, and so about the, the sketches and the um, uh, videos for makeup tutorials, and the thing that I'm most fond of is the hair tutorials. Wow. You do. You're fond of that? I am fond of that because <laughs> I have just wrapped on my own series of bald spot tutorials. <laughs> that uh, various sleeping caps and things <laughs> to keep it in exactly the right position and yeah. all that. It you takes don't want to move your work. spot. No, no. And people are constantly asking me, can I touch your spot? <laughs> can I touch your spot? <laughs> no, come on. Now. That's not what this is about. <laughs> but afterwards, we don't have enough time. Uh, but uh, so uh, how, how did you get into doing the YouTube thing? Oh, man. Um, well, I think just growing up in Kentucky where like there's nothing to do. Yeah, and, it seems um, like a natural progression. Right, the internet. You just, yeah. Everyone there just moves there. They, the ha internet. they have the internet. It's the hub. Yeah. 
That's pretty, pretty much it. I don't know. I guess being bored in college and people like wanting to make crap. But you had the, you had YouTube in, in college? Yeah. yeah. I like, got it like freshman year of college and then like we were all like, whoa, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I know I talk to so many young people across the country because they write to me and send me letters and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I always am impressed because they've taken some videos so quickly. I had a tape recorder. Oh. That's all I had to work with. But of course, you see where it's led. <laughs> oh, cool. So, you know, you not, to, like, not too shabby. <laughs> if you want to pick up an old uh, tape, uh, Walkman or something, uh, you'd be able to really make a success of yourself. Do you make money with the YouTube? I mean, wow. That's it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, like, wow. who talks about No, like, I can't no. believe you asked me that. I don't know, but you're a sensation on there. You have millions of millions of uh, hits. And, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> are, you, are you embraced by the YouTube community? You go and do the collaborative videos? You go to the HQ? They have an HQ building somewhere here. They have, yeah, they have a, they have a space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, the YouTube community, that's like... Like the internet community. No, What's I understand that. that. I understand <laughs> that. But YouTube selects some people that they think are mm, pushing some more people around. Yeah. By getting vi yeah. visits, getting yeah. hits. And yeah. then they give them the access to a creator studio. That's true. They're like, hey, here's a green screen. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am thinking about doing more videos. I'm glad you brought up green screen because along with, uh, off the top of my head, the Bald Spot series that I have, <laughs> I thought that I would pursue some sponsorship just by painting this that green color. And then a, a, Someone could put something a corporate uh, <laughs> uh, entity, preferably with a circular logo, AT&T, uh, GE, ABC, yeah. whatever that USA Today dot thing is, just, would just do it in post, and then I would get a lot of advertising yeah. dollars, because who wouldn't want to be on top of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want to be on top of this? Uh, <laughs> but now you trained at UCB? Yeah. All the cool kids. Yeah, and they're just us. Anybody? <laughs> well, yeah. here, and those listening, I mean, this might as well be an advertisement for UCB. I have to have so many great UCB people. True. Uh, on here, Joe did it. I did it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Joel has done it, too. So I spent some time out in L.A., so I know how to say yes and. <laughs> <laughs> Write a check for $300. Yeah. <laughs> Very skilled. At doing that, but but again, I feel I feel as if there's uh, 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 we're running out of time, we so are. I feel as if we have to rush through. I know it's we okay. we we sat we were here for an hour. We could have talked earlier, but right. we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later too. I yeah. want to continue, but uh, where can people find out? Oh, cool! They can find me um, on YouTube at youtube.com/smoothiefreak. It's spelled how it sounds, and um, Fusion. And yeah. that's a new website. Yeah. It's like ABC and Univision's baby. Find me there. Um, MTV's YouTube. And uh, it's AkilahObviously.com. AkilahObviously.com. Akilah Hughes, everybody. How about that? <laughs> All right. Keep it going. A round of success. Let's bring up my next guest. He's a great talent. And I'm so thrilled he's here. And we're going to talk so fast you won't believe it. Max Sylvester. <laughs> Steve, but we don't have time. <laughs> I talk very quickly. So I know. Great. Well, listen, uh, you might have heard that uh, Max just had a, a King Piglet is, King the, Piglet is the album that just came out, and i got to tell you, like this conversation is going to happen now over the next uh, five minutes, uh -huh. uh, it is a, uh, a tour de force and a brisk 
brisk listen. It's a brisk I, listen. I, I, I wish I could reprint the album and put it back in the back. A brisk listen. <laughs> I enjoyed your album from uh, Broadway Lafayette all the way to West Fourth. You might have had that podcast setting, the double speed or whatever. No, it's, it was it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but have you ever taken that trip, by the way, between Broadway and? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's epic underground. I tell you, any time I have somebody in town, it's the holidays or something like that. We'll do skating at Rockefeller Center. Sure, yeah. Windows at Tiffany's. You're infamously one of the most gracious New York hosts. I mean, I don't even know you that well. I send people your way. You should crash with Dale. Uh, fantastic. He'll show you the town. There'll be some uh, women crying in the hallways as well. Uh, now, uh, Max, of course, you're also on the FYI network with this feed business. Sure, yeah. How did, how did the, you have comedy and you do the big terrific. Mm-hmm. That's going on. It's been a popular weekly. Uh, we do it in almost seven years now, yeah. Ooh. My goodness, how about that? Too long, huh? Time to change, yeah. It's calcified, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. And that's just been such a staple of the comedy scene here, and terrific. You started out with Jenny Slade and Gabe Lehman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they moved out to LA. Yeah, they had great things going on, so they moved away. And just, <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll keep coming here. And uh, Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Check out the Critics' Choice Awards on Thursday, Jenny's not uh, <laughs> No, it's great. And we wish them Jeez. all the best. And uh, what I wanted to talk about, though, and I don't know how to do it quickly, is the fact that we both spent time in Providence. We did, a, yeah. A dark and twisted kind of place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. feel as if something terrible could happen, yeah. or it would be fine. But if something terrible did happen, you would never be heard of again until you then became a ghost and haunted this <laughs> sure. street. Sure. What's the, uh, who's the author that writes a lot about... Uh, you know, uh, demon squids uh, with like nine penises and stuff like that. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a cooler way to sum up his career. Than that. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's rolling over in his tomb or whatever. Uh, he's from. He's from Rhode Island. Probably there. Right? Yeah. And buried there. Buried yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they have the, the little. Uh, you can do. I mean, have you seen the body? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no, he is good boy. Yeah. Right. Huh? Don't take things for granted, people. Open your mind, sheeple, etc. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we both did live there. It was great. And you, of course, I think every comedian should spend some time with the Southern Belle. We both trained with Lowry Marshall. Yeah, we trained with Lowry Marshall. Who was a great uh, theater uh, artist and taught us how to skip and jump. And and exactly, to breathe and to think and to make choices. She was our <laughs> acting teacher. She once said to me after... Uh, I did a scene where I was playing uh, from This Is Our Youth, the ex-athlete character, uh, and she just was like, I don't I don't buy that you were ever an athlete. <laughs> well, this guy's, you know, I was like trying to sell her on it, and I was heavier in college as well, and I was like, well, you know, this guy's meant to be like kind of washed up, so <laughs> I'm really uh, living that or whatever. Uh, and she was like, no, it just doesn't look like it. She's like, you know, to succeed, you need to either uh, lose 30 or gain 50. Uh, which is pretty chill advice to get as a confused 19-year-old. Yeah. Well, lose you, 30 I, or gain 50. I used to carry around her Pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it. One part of our class was you had to do like a mock audition and he'd go in there. And I used to carry around the notes that she wrote down on a piece of paper in my wallet for years. Uh, I did went in and did the, the, the audition. The notes said, be careful with your own material and iron your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, clear, you know, that's good advice for comedians. It really is. I mean, uh, to show up on time, to have a press shirt, and to know what you're going to say is like 80% of the battle. That's it. That's the whole deal, isn't it? 
And uh, well, let me ask you this question because sure. we're jumping ahead to because you're a food writer and you've had all this great experience with the Food Network or the Food whatever FYI. You know, FYI, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a food show, right? Yeah, the America's market. Network. We all know it very America. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get their logo on my head. But uh, <laughs> they're down for whatever. Uh, let me ask you this: Does food taste better when you're eating it at Questlove's Penthouse Apartment? <laughs> Straight up, yeah, straight yeah, up. Free really food is the best food in the world. Man, uh, good. Check out that video, everybody, because yeah. it's just people enjoying each other's company. Yeah, yeah. Looking pretty Looking and pretty. fucking thick with money, eating free food. It's yeah. a great And great you work with Gail Simmons? Oh, we do, we do. She's yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah, or you were, oh, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to blow up your spot, her spot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's in I see her jogging around. Really? Her stroller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's not she's that she needs a stroller, but she has a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her body man pushes her around in a large celebrity <laughs> stroller uh, while she, she takes phone calls. She's unhappy in the marriage? <laughs> no, she's extremely fulfilled with a uh, wonderful partner and a beautiful child. So I'm sorry. Wish her well. Yeah. But you should, you know, should definitely interrupt her or whatever. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. While she gets rare quality time with her baby, she would just love uh, a stranger. Say my name, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she'll remember it. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And uh, when does the, the feed is what the show's called. Yeah, the feed, uh, it, it aired in the fall, but it's on uh, Hulu, yeah. uh, Hulu Plus, and also FYI.tv. And one of the things I liked about what so a recent article I read, and we'll kind of wrap it up here, is the fact that uh, when you, uh, whenever you travel from Grand Central, you pretend you're in Mad Men and uh -huh. you pack a thermos with a specialty cocktail. I do, yeah. I like to make a, uh, a boulevardier. It's my favorite. It's fantastic. It's if you great. haven't had it, it's a Negroni, but with brown instead of gin. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. good. Equal parts and party. Sweet with. I use. Campano Antica formula, which is kind of like an upscale vermouth, but you can use regular. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you seem like a Martini and Rossi crowd, but if you want to go to a specialty store, get the cask vermouth, you can, but it's fine. It's fine. Or you want to live your life. But it, it prompts the question, what do you pack when you leave from Penn Station? <laughs> I imagine pepper spray and disinfectant. <laughs> Poison pills in each molar, uh, so if I have to make a hard call uh, on the way out of town again. <laughs> you know, it always bums me out, and I know this is, uh, that Amtrak leaves from Penn Station, because Amtrak is a classy way to travel, and yep. I love to take trains when I can, but that you have to go through just, like, the Sabaro wasteland of Penn Station. <laughs> to get to this, like, very elegant, like, throwbacky way to travel is a bummer. In the it's city. a bummer. Fucking fix that. Bummer. Sorry to swear. And I've had a lot of terrible dates and at Penn Sushi. Anyhow, <laughs> 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 well, Max, where can people find you next? Uh, every Wednesday uh, at Big Terrific, but on maxbestry.com for touring and stuff. There we go. That's where we're going to check it. I thank you all for being here. Have a round of applause for every one of my guests. Podfest to Jeremy, thank you so much. You're a, a dreamer and you're ours, and we're lucky to have you. And uh, uh, my thanks to Fontana's everybody here. Till next time, I'll be uh, taking a swig from the time capsule I found underneath my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's whiskey, you can see right through the bottom. It just must be rolled under there. Sad Yeah, ready.
Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon done by illustrator Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters for Season 7 are by Annie Carbo and Claire Prouse, among others. You can listen to Dale Radio on DaleRadio.com or iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on SoundCloud. And if you do visit us on any of those platforms, be sure and rate and review us, won't you? And you can follow Dale on Twitter. Hey, that's me, at Dale Radio. Or you can visit us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever fine podcasters are found. Thank you for listening. You're the best.